0: Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Pelican Built Up. For all situations, go to pelican.com. Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, and fishing needs, go to eastport.info.
1: Hey guys, it's Takeover Tuesday, Rusty Hook Podcast here on the PNF Paddle and Fin Media Group. Let's do this. Welcome to a special edition of the Rusty Hook Podcast, streaming live on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. One hour of straight talk regarding tournament news, angler profiles, gear reviews, and more. Now let's get our show started by joining with John Rapp, our host. Right, hey, welcome to the Rusty Hook Cack Fishing Podcast. We're streaming here on the Rusty well on the paddle and fan page via the Rusty Hook Podcast. Appreciate you guys stopping by. I got a great show tonight. A lot of topic of discussion amongst my group here in West Virginia. And I suspect that my Paddle and Fin brothers and sisters all over the nation may be having some of the same issues we're having here in the great state of West Virginia. Great state of West Virginia, happy birthday, 160 years old today, that we've been kicking it here in the Mountain State. So, I <clears throat> want to wish everybody well and hope everybody had a great weekend, tournament-wise. I I had a pretty good weekend. Um, Finished eighth with the West Virginia kayak anglers. Caught a hog mama uh, on a on the Tigert River. Was fishing a green pumpkin, five inch TRD around some pillar old pillars, and I caught a nineteen and a quarter inch smallmouth. I got a video up on my Facebook page. Beautiful fish, beautiful fish. We'll check it out if we have time, Um, but. It was a beautiful day. Beautiful day. West Virginia kayak had had their event up there. And we had 29 people show up. I have to say I was really surprised at that. Um, in the past, on a day like that we've had this past weekend, we would have had 75 to 90 people show up. So, I put out feelers talked to uh went to some of my old club group pages that to get to reach out to the folks that aren't signed up this year and find out why and uh so that's what today's episode is about is is kayak fishing dying in west virginia and we're going to get to that answer Uh, the reality of it is is a big fat no. It's not dying, it's growing, it's grown so much. And we all know that we can attribute to the sport and the growth of kayak fishing was helped and spurred by COVID. People had to isolate, people had to get out, people couldn't get together. Kayak fishing was a great way to throw something in the back of the boat, go hit a lake and do things and social distance. So I know manufacturers like Feel Free Kayaks that I work for could not keep boats in the warehouse. They were selling boats left and right. Their uh, dealers were buying everything that they could get their hands on. And now there's a glut of kayaks out there, which is causing not just Feel Free Kayaks, but a lot of kayak companies. Uh, To think to slow down things and you know, the, their their sales have slowed but a lot of that may have to do with the recent state of the economy and inflation as well um you think about it it's been two years this administration's been in in place prices have skyrocketed shipping has skyrocketed there's been a shortage of just about everything plastic was a shortage for a lot of the companies When they were manufacturing. But a lot of us, as kayak anglers, we went out and spent money and we bought new kayaks. And now, the average everyday kayak angler is not going to be like your kayak tournament angler. And the guys that I know that are into tournament fishing. They don't hold on to a boat very long. Uh, it'll, it'll go a season, maybe two seasons if they stretch it out, but that boat is normally put up for sale uh, right after the end of the season so they can go ahead and start getting in the newest rig for the following year and get it prepared for another season. A lot of kayak tournament anglers are sponsored by kayak companies. And that way they can get a little bit better deal on what they're buying. So is kayak fishing dead? No. But we do have issues when it comes to kayak tournament fishing here in West Virginia. And I reached out to the club managers for our three major Kayak Fishing Clubs in West Virginia. So, a little history, and the guys that are listening to this show that are from West Virginia that have been around pretty much know what I'm about to say, um, is that Kayak Fishing really took off here organized-wise in 2013 when Mountain State Kayak Anglers organized. The old owner, president, Guy that run it was Ben Smith and his brother Jeremy. Um, they were averaging between ten and fifteen anglers during the 2013 year. 2014, I, I jumped in with those guys, and we we grew the club um, tremendously, exponentially. I mean, in from 2014 when we were averaging between. 18 and 25 to 30 anglers to 2016 when we were adjun- averaging between 85 and 100. Um, a huge growth. We, we grew it. And not only did that happen, but because the the, the, the clubs were so huge that, that it grew into other groups. Um, you saw uh, a group pop up in 2000. I want to say 2015, you had the northern West Virginia kayak anglers, there's a page that was up there. Then you had a group from Summers County that's no longer existed. They jumped in, Summers County kayak bass anglers, it was called SCUBA. They were around for about four years. They, they dissolved in 2017. And we'll we'll go into a lot of the reasons why these things happen um west virginia kayak anglers and southern west virginia kayak anglers started in 17 and now with mountain state kayak anglers which is in their 10th year congratulations guys you you've done a great job surviving 10 years with the other clubs being around for about six years we've seen uh a steady amount of guys come and go um so i i i reached out to the west virginia kayak anglers facebook pages the group pages that i'm a member of back, back and i i asked i did a poll for the 2021 and 2022 group let me see if i can pull that up for you here Nope, oh, I not want on that one. It's got my gorgeous wife down there. There we go. So I had 25 replies that and I just did the poll a day before yesterday in the evening when I got home. Or I did it Sunday afternoon. So only not very many people had a chance to look at it, but I did get 25 replies on the two different pages and really surprised me uh, about this, but but in some ways it did, because um, when you look at family obligations, of 25 replies, I had 15 that said that basically it was family obligations, and, and if you look at it and you think about it, a lot of bar anglers that come into the sport are in their mid-20s, early 30s, uh, and they're just getting established in life family marriage having children so you know it's it's pretty easy when you have a child in the four to five to six seven year age range to be able to do and go travel and do kayak fishing tournaments around the state regionally or nationally. but once they get into into the fourth and fifth and sixth grade then you get, they start getting into the sports. And there's other obligations. I know a friend of mine, Vic uh, and Christy, their son is hugely active in in wrestling. He's, he's, a nat- he's nationally ranked. I mean, he's, he's won some huge events for his age. He's going into, I think, eighth grade now. Yeah. He's a mountain bike rider. And then you got other guys. The you know, same way I know I um, was talking to a guy that showed up to a tournament that he didn't fish the last year and a half because he was starting a family. You know, he was spending time at home and had a, had a baby. I think she's three months old now or four months old. So a lot of those things come into play. And then the other thing was we had several guys say they changed jobs. And you know, when you change jobs, you lose your vacation, you lose your seniority, things like that come into play. So people can't take time off and travel to go not only just around the state, West Virginia, for the, their events, but uh, you know, regionally or nationally to represent the clubs that maybe at the KBF National Championship or at the Hobie regionals or, or the KBF regional events that, that pop up around us so that's that's some of the replies there Now let's look at the memberships the memberships here let me see if I got going back to the right one so I got the I did a uh, I got three club managers uh, Coy Lehman from Mountain State kayak anglers Jason Plumley from Southern West Virginia and then Greg Cupfer from WK, And we, I put their numbers up. I tried to get a little bit more numbers to go back further because um, I know West Virginia kayak anglers in 17 and 18 had close to 160 members, if not more. Um, and then I know MSKA back in 14 and 15 had 150 plus members. Southern West Virginia guys were just getting started uh, the first couple years. It's, their growth was slow because they they were in just doing regional stuff. But they've expanded out and their growth, as you can see, Jason's done a good job growing the club. Uh, but I mean, as you can tell, 2020 all the clubs were right at the 125 to 150 range. And then and you know, that's, that's a COVID year, 2021, 2022, 2023. Got to look at those those areas and you can see that uh, uh, there's, been, there's starting to be a fall off. Uh, Mountain State struggled th- for a couple years, um, but now in 2023, you're looking at WVKA and SWKA struggling. Mountain State's over 100. Uh, coy was telling me he changed his membership uh, the ways he brings in people into the club so it's not just paid members there's family members in, involved there um, but i know all the clubs offer discounts you know if you're a veteran you get a a, a discount into the club um they there's different ways you juniors use so you know there's First responders um, get discounts. So it's interesting on why these numbers are low. Now, I, I, I put out some information on the Rusty Hook Kite Fishing podcast page about this, about asking uh, guys what they thought. And really, there's been a lot of good interaction there. And let's take a break, and then what I'm going to do is Bring up some of those comments with some of those guys and let's let's see what their thought process is. Pull up my Feel free kayaks. Paddle, pedal, or power. There's something for everyone. Do Bro Fishing. Manufactured and designed green products, American-made plastics and fishing gear. Westbrook Supply Company. Atlanta's best kayak company for all your paddling and fishing needs. Yak Gadget. American-made kayak fishing accessories and gear. Ace Adventure Resort, West Virginia's number one outdoor destination, whitewater, ziplining, water park. All right, guys, welcome back. So, the topic of today's conversation is kayak fishing dying in West Virginia. And the reality of that again if you missed the first 18 minutes of the show the answer is no but there is some concerns that we need to address when it comes to the tournament side of fishing so i showed you guys a, a graph earlier where we had the three major clubs here in west virginia there's a fourth club uh, it's it's created up in the northern part of the state, I, but I think I don't know exactly where they're located at. They spend a lot of time in, in Western Maryland, um, but they, they he may be from the the northern uh, area of West Virginia. I'm not sure. Haven't really looked into it that much. Some of the guys from the West Virginia Kayak Anglers Club that I'm a part of have fished those events and they've done really well. Uh, Mikey Holcomb. Um, Mike Ryden there. So, congratulations with you guys going up there and taking some money. Um, But uh, I guess there's going to need to be some ways that need to be looked at to get people back involved, to get people to come to Kai Fishing events. Now, Maybe uh, based on one of the poll, one of the answers that I had on, on the page, is a guy that moved to West Virginia, uh, reached out to the club, but I guess he felt like that he was uh, not welcome. So it may be something that we need to do is we need to embrace and work harder to make feel people feel welcome when they come to. A kayak fishing event and maybe organization needs to be done a little bit better Um, it's it's been difficult i know for greg since he's taken over well i mean when you look at all the different entities that that come into play when greg took over when i left as managing director for wka he had a few people that were right there with him helping him Every step of the way, especially when he started for twenty twenty one. But since then, we go back to that the poll information that I put out. Some family obligations and changes in life have dwindled his team. Um, one of the guys that was. That worked with him quite a bit has a now has like a three or four year old son that he's spending time with he has travel uh issues because he is from uh the, the panhandle part of the state one of the other guys that was one of his major assistants had a change in life and now is no longer living uh, heck he might be living in virginia If he's not living in Virginia, he's living in southern West Virginia. And uh, so obstacles like that, changes in life, uh, family obligations, means that when those people walk away or or move on, we have to have other people step up. A, A club needs people to get involved and help managers the manager just can't do it all especially with the D- uh, dnr changes the uh, D- division of natural resources has increased a little bit of paperwork and requirements for our managers and if they're concentrating on the administration side of things we need other people to step out and be on be doing the social things doing the meet and greets running the, the pages and keeping people interested and active um, the other thing that may help the clubs grow is something that we do, we've done it the past couple of years with the West Virginia Kyle, and I know the other clubs do it as well. Um is like this year we went to we did a, a group trip to Eastport, Tennessee. We went to a paddle and fin tournament. I'm part of the paddle and finning group. Was able to make arrangements where 18 of us went and represented West Virginia. The tournament only had 44 people. We had 16, I believe, from West Virginia in it. So it was a great response from the West Virginia kayak to go down. Most of them went down for, at minimum, four or five days. And the guys that went can tell you they had a great time. Um, I mean, the year before, we had eight guys go down. So when you have eight guys go down the year before and the next year, 18 go, I would suspect that word of mouth got out about how great and how much fun we had down there. The fishing is great. The accommodations at Eastport. I mean, if you think about it, we stayed on the houseboats. You can take your kayak, you can moor it right up on the dock, you, you get out of your boat, you walk 10 feet, you're on the houseboat, you're, you're charging your batteries, you're going in to get your refreshments, you're sleeping, and then you can walk 150 feet down to the marina store and, and restaurant. It was just an absolutely great venue. Uh, we. A month later, eight of us go to Lake Erie for a week. Buddy Vance and his group set up a house. We go up. Actually, there was 10 of us. Because John Cart went up with his girlfriend. Or away. No, wait. To, I, I correct myself. It was a six in our party. His two. But what's funny about that is that just about every boat we saw at Thompson's Bay was from West Virginia. I bet half of them or more. Six hours from where I'm from, Lake Erie, I'm fishing one bay. And every every bit of them, were, every 50, 50 to 75% of them from West Virginia. So maybe what we need to do to get more people involved is offer more social things that aren't tournament related. Um, granted, a lot of the guys that come, there's a lot of competitive fishermen. Like to do competitive fishing, but maybe we need to broaden it and open it up. We can still have competitive fishing. So let me pull up the page here. Get up. Oh, not that one. It's got my beautiful white in here. See, I'm going to stretch this out here. let me stretch out my frame. So we can get a better look at. It. So yeah, as you can see, the question. Some of the comments were in regards to. Oh well, get back. So that's, that's pretty much the poll that I put out with in, in the group pages for 21 and 22, and ask people to take a look at that. And as you saw with the graphic, just from, it did not include here, but some of these folks may be double dipping. But Aaron Lee, four and six, uh, family obligations, change job. Brian Perry, six, change job. Johnny. He, he, he joined. So Brandon, you know, he, cha- he changed job too, but he's got a little one on the way. Greg, family gosh, obligations, and changed job. Greg helped start the WKA and uh, his, his, was an angler of the year. Eddie Riggleman, he was big with, down in the Greenboro for a while. And then we've got Jason talking about how he does two and three. And and guys go into it, and they talk about why they didn't make it. There's John McLeod had surgery. He's getting strong, getting strength back. We'll get him back hopefully next year. Matt was talking. Now here's Justin uh, Stotler. He's a guy from the Panhandle. He joined for a couple years, and, you know, he knew. The club was uh, fished more central locations. He, he put southern, but I, it's really that the club does a lot more central stuff. You got the Elk River, we got Summersville Lake, you got Stonewall Jackson, you got the Tiger River. All of those are more central. Then we do do events down in the Greenbrier and the New. And we go over to Jackson County, over on, near Ohio, and we do some events there. Uh, that West Virginia, mountain state, they do some stuff in Ohio on, the, on their the, the, the ponds. You got Southern West Virginia it does stuff down in, in the southern part of the state. So I mean, we we have clubs to, that cater to everybody. And you know, the, the three guys got together last year and they created the state championship, where we take the top twelve from every every club put them together on one body of water, and let them grind it out to see who's the best. But like Justin was say, stating, although he knew he was not be able to travel to a lot of the tournaments, he joined for the statewide events. So maybe it's something that we need to do. I know Jason Plumley does a really good job of offering more variety for online events. Granted, uh, some of his online events require travel uh, to specific locations, but um, there are a lot of statewide events that, that he and uh, the other clubs do. Greg's talking about four family obligations. Carrie was a seven. That was health reasons. So him and the uh, but I know there's more comments on here. Um, let's see if we can get, just to get them all. got some of the old-timers jumped in. Let's see if I can find it here. Maybe it was on my page. Let me, let me pull that one. I shared that on my personal page to get more comments, and here we go. There's 45 different comments here. So, like Mikey here stated... So, I think what Michael Mikey, when he's commenting there, and he can maybe get on there and go expound on it more, but he's thinking tournament fishing when he says, "Absolutely, yes, he is." And uh, there, there is some issues that we need to address there to get more people involved in the clubs and uh, build those up. Because the reality thing is, is that Koi, Greg, and Jason have to write letters. They have to reach out to companies like Zepro. Zepro sponsors all the clubs and gives them certificates toward batteries. And, you know, Zepro wants reach. They want to get out to people, to be heard, to be learned about. And if, if we only have 29 people come to an event, if we only have 12 people come to an event, or even less, I mean, where's their return of investment? We need to get out, you know, and get people out and get So we could, you know, if we want to make things better for our tournaments and get people involved and get companies involved, we need to get our folks out. So when you're looking at this screen, a lot of people thinking that the economy is involved, and there's some to that. So like Josh Jordan, and he is. He's an old timer. He's been around for years. Um, and he's exactly, exactly right. We got Hobie coming back to West Virginia. They came to West Virginia three or about four years ago, and it was not a good turnout. So this year they're coming back. And right now I think there's maybe 40 people signed up for that event. I wished he would have came a few years ago before the economy got so tough. And as you can tell by our numbers, club numbers wise, everybody's down. So it's, it's, it's hard to see a good representation from each club showing up. But Josh is right. And, you know, if, if you look at where we're at in West Virginia and the guys that travel. We have some of the premier sticks in the nation that are out winning. You got Jody Queen. I mean, Matt Ball, the first national champion. Uh, you got Mark Edwards, who uh, always walk in the stage. Buddy Vance finished sixth this year down in South Carolina. Um, We've got premier fishermen and with a group a premier group coming in, we really need to see those guys go to that event, place well, take home some money, hardware, and showcase our our clubs, showcase our state, showcase our anglers and their abilities. Um, now granted it ain't a fifty-dollar entry fee or twenty-five-dollar entry fee like they have going to an in-state event, um, and we all know that finances and jobs is something that that comes into play, and we can look at these these hardcore guys. You know, they, they go to every club event, all three clubs. So yeah, got stranding through the, the, the stuff here for you guys to read. And if you want to go take a look at it, chirp in and make your make your comments, go to my page or go to the Catfish page and add your comments and thoughts to uh, what whatever else is doing out there. And you know, it's all constructive. Let's not be brash or or, or, or rude with people. The, the reality is, is we, we need to grab and gather information from everybody, thoughts, and do what we do, see what we can do to make our clubs great again. <laughs> Let's make our clubs great again. Um, but uh, this, we, the, the whole idea behind this podcast was, uh, you know, what do we do? To grow our clubs, Um, some of the guys in here, you know, they're they're tournament fishermen. And all the clubs should not be just for tournament fishermen. I mean, if you want to tournament fish, there's all kinds of avenues to go. And, you know, if you're looking for competition, step up. There's a Hobie event with people coming from out of state. Show them what you're worth. Show them what you're made of. You know, I guess the part of the thing is, is put your money where your mouth is. Yes, it's expensive, but it's a home event. They're bringing people to us. Let's open up our arms. Let's, Let's be hospitable. Let's show them and showcase our venues. The New River is a beautiful place, or they wouldn't come back. Um, I'm glad that uh, A.J. is coming back. I haven't looked at it to see who all is involved with the New River Run. If A.J. is actually running it, or if he has somebody running it for him, um, I'm not going to be able to fish it. I would fish it if I was here, but I'm going to Alaska to visit my son. I haven't seen him in almost four years. Just retired from my job. So I took a little bit of money that I have left from that, where I cashed out a 401k and bought a $1,800 round trip plane ticket. So, but I want to see these guys here. We have premier fishermen. And, you know, if you don't have the money yourself to sponsor this, then maybe what we need is our clubs to step up. Maybe the clubs need to come up and help some of the, these guys that that are hammers. Get a few people on the river uh, to represent the clubs. Um, there's ways to raise money. I can remember the days back with Mountain State Kayak Anglers and with the West Virginia Kayaklers when we would raffle off kayaks. Um, so you get with your local stores uh, that are involved in the fishing industry i mean that's another thing that that we probably need to hit on i've noticed over the past several years that a lot of our retail stores our mom and pop stores have stepped away from our kayak fishing clubs they're not getting involved and helping out, but I don't know if it maybe it's because I'm not out as often as I was recruiting and talking with people and getting the stuff that I was back before 2020. But I know when PC Outdoors is, is one, for example, uh, they used to be really involved with the Summers County Club, our club, West Virginia Kayak Anglers. Um, Ace Adventure Gear used to be heavily involved back when we were growing this form. Uh, then you had, granted, we've seen some companies close their doors. They came into play, West Virginia Outdoors, when they were down in uh, 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 St. Albans area, Winfield area, somewhere down in the, in the valley. They, they came into play back in 2016. Um, and by 2019, their doors were closed. Uh, Steve Gunner, he sold. I believe I don't know if it's public public knowledge or not, but he's closing up the yak yak, yak shop there at uh, um, in Winfield. He's sold the. I believe he sold the store, his an embroidery business, which uh you know, was his steady year round. Business, but in, included with that was the yak shack that he he built in two thousand and seventeen. Um, so he's gone. Joe Sterrett, he still got his place up in beautiful, beautiful place there at Mountain RV, and uh, but what we need, we need Cabela's to step back step back into play. Um, they were a sponsor for us. Back in two thousand eighteen, nineteen, uh, but we've lost them. Have, they, I don't know if it's the managers moved on or, but we need, to, we really need to get the mom and pop stores back involved. J and J Outdoor, J and J there in, in Sophia, what a great great place. You got the place up in Parkersburg. Um, and all of our bait bait companies, the bake makers. You know, we got a couple guys here too in West Virginia that are great at making fishing rods. And, you know, and Jack Gillespie, my, one of my best friends, makes all of my custom rods. You know, you got Tam Isaacs, Dwight Walls for um, Ridge Runner, and Tim Isaacs makes rods. Now, granted, they only make maybe make them for themselves or a couple of their buddies. Philip Bacchus, I believe, makes Um, but we you know we need to get involved with those guys. Say, so, hey, clubs support them, you know, um, support the guys that around here that, that that make the baits that provide to the club. I know. Chris Payne, Payne Outdoors, was heavily involved with the West Virginia kayak anglers, um, but you know what? He was heavily involved with the West Virginia kayak fishing podcast. We, you know, we got we got his name out there. Uh, he had, he sponsored Rick Garavalia, uh, Jerry Spradling. Guys were spending a lot of money buying bass from him. But when you have somebody like that, they are sending out product you know hundreds and hundreds of dollars with the plastic you know packaging is not free either you know you got they're putting their stuff in um the molds that they're they're using are not free but they're sending out stuff to the clubs and the clubs are giving it away you know so the return of investment wasn't there for, for Chris and for other other groups because people were getting stuff from him, but they weren't turning around and buying stuff. Um, so when you have businesses jump in to support clubs, you have to support them. There's, I mean, there's so many aspects to why clubs are failing. I mean, and it's not... There's just things that we need to look at. We need to regroup as 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 organizers. You know, Jason, Coy, Greg, and his core group of uh, uh, trusted soldiers. They need to sit down and say, "What do we do to get people back? What do we do to keep businesses involved with the clubs? What do we do to keep our locals involved? Because you got NRS, you got." Um, yak Attack, Yak Gadget, my company Dubro here, uh, Brian Schiller and them, they, they've really stepped up and helped West Virginia. We got 412 Bait Company back in West Virginia this year. Um, you know, 412 helped grow the West Virginia kayak fishing back in 13, 14, 15 when Don Corbett was involved. Now we got big John involved and we're going to keep him fishing online you know those guys are awesome as well you know we we need to support those guys support the clubs when they support the clubs when we get people at live events we need to do a better job of documenting things for them tagging them in in videos right now With Feel Free Kayaks, we're running a customer appreciation event, so Feel Free Kayaks is putting out $500 just for turning X feeds. Um, They put out, I've put out close to $500 in prizes for first place each week with the lead uh, of the of the event. Big Bass each week, and then we have given out uh, hashtags for photos when you tag a photo for the event. Um, it's not free, and we need to, to work harder to get, as as a community, to support each other. These clubs, I want you to go look at the conversation with these guys. I, I haven't been able to catch up with it and read it all, because I was working on a graphics and stuff and trying to touch out but you know Mikey look at let's look at Nathan you know Nathan Reese is one of the old timers in the business too young man but he's been around he was around with MSK back in 13 14 15 um, got Zach Atkins jumping in so kayak fishing is what West, West Virginia is strong and I totally agree but we've got a downturn in the clubs and we need to work on it. Buddy Vance. All these guys have great thoughts on them. See, Ricky Banks from Tennessee jumped in. Appreciate that, Ricky. Ricky was uh, a sponsor for West Virginia kayak Anglers back in when we first started in 1718. sent a lot of custom-made baits. And he's a Tennessee guy. So, relationships. I and mean, he's jumping in, talking, you know, about what we can do here. So, appreciate you guys listening to me ramble. It's This is a debatable topic. We need to talk about it. We need to um, listen to what everybody's got to say. Our leaders, Jason, Coy, and Greg... Hats off to you, guys. Um, all of you are working hard to keep kayak fishing clubs afloat. Um, so, what do we do to make things better? What do we do to get people to come out? Um, I know Greg has catered events. He's brought food. He's The man can cook. But go look at Greg Kupner's page and look at the all the the brick briskets and stuff that he's he's done um he's done that before um we've gotten a lot of great support the venues jackson county's offered their campground their their uh their their sites open for us to stay at with electric camping facilities um but i was really and I know greg worked worked really hard to try to find the venue tiger I think that's that's something that we need to address venues need to be helping us state parks they need to get people they need to be helping us as clubs helping us get people to that park to their campgrounds to the facilities um, we we try to get a shelter. And it was 200 dollars a day we only needed it for two hours i mean but that would have put people on the park it might have put people in the park cabins on their campground um when we we can when we partner with people and when people partner with us it can only benefit each other um I know, I, I, I wrote up a fishing report for Feel Free with my expenditures. So I did, they, Friday I went up, so I'm going to hit on this before we, I close up shop. Guys that spend, guys spend money traveling to go do tournaments, and that, that's a lot of part of the things in the conversations over here. You know, I went up Friday and I fished the lake. I got up at 5 in the morning, I drove up, I was up there by 8. I was reaching out to my buddy Brandon Wamsley, who lives up there. I've missed that young man, and he's one of the guys that I was referring to. He's raising a family. Young man got married, helped start the West Virginia Kayak Anglers, was instrumental in growing MSKA, him and uh, LJ and all the guys. We used to go pre-fish so we could put out information on the water when we were at MSKA. Lots of videos of us back in 14, 15, 16. Um, but got to see him. Got married. He's got a baby on the way. Hasn't fished a kayak fishing tournament over a couple years. And we fished together on the tiger. He, we chat, We got to talk and chat while we were catching up with each other and fishing and hitting shoals and stuff. And man, he's, he's like, man, I miss this. I, I really, I'm really enjoying this. And I told him, I said, man, I, that's one of the things I miss the camaraderie i built with that young man and the other people that have that have moved on i miss those guys and i want them to come back but you know when i went up for friday and i reached out to him to find out you know where to go on on the lake because i know tiger lake is a very very huge recreational lake and he's like man if you're gonna go you need to go to this area and by 9, 9.30, you need to be prepared to get beat up by pleasure boaters. So I'm like, okay. And I went up, and I fished that area. I caught three fish. It was a cool afternoon, so the pleasure boaters were not out. But I fished for about four and a half hours. I caught three fish, and I'm like, this is not going to work. I'm not finding fish. I'm not happy with, with my performance there. So I'm like, I loaded up. I drove two hours back home, switched out kayaks, and Brandon was like, man, I'm going to fish. So we went and fished the river. And both of us done well. I finished eighth. He finished twelfth. Um, we couldn't catch, couldn't get big, big limits. Um, I did catch a 19 in the quarter and a 15 and a half. Um, all I needed was one more to get one of my dinks out, and I could have been in the top two or three actually I, I did lose a fish and we've all heard that story. I did lose a fish that if I could have got it in the boat and measured it would have probably I would have finished third or second um, but that's why you got to fish clean in a tournament. everybody misses a fish here and there um, but I, I probably spent I, I put gas in the, in the truck it was two hours up two hours back, two hours up two hours back. Ate dinner or lunch both times, but second one was paid for by my boy Greg Cupler, cause he took my big bass money from him. I appreciate that, Greg. You're a good man. Uh, but uh, you know, but that you know, that's eight hours on the road. It's a uh, hundred and fifty some miles each way, so there's three hundred miles. So I put six hundred miles on the truck. Um, that's probably about. I think I put 60 bucks in it each time in the truck. So we looked at 120 bucks, 150 plus tournament. I spent spend 200 bucks to go fish that again. Walk away with nothing. But I didn't walk away with nothing. I got to see people. I got to see people I think highly of. I think the world of. Like minded, passionate fishermen, kayak anglers. So in my book, it's a win. Um, And I hope you guys out there don't only look to go to tournaments to win. We always, all of us go because we want to win. But there's more aspects to tournament fishing. And it's the people that you meet, the people you rub elbows with, the industry folks that send items so you can walk away with something. Um... I missed getting to the ramp in time for the awards ceremony because I got lost. I, I got lost. I had to reach out to Greg and get him to drop a pin. By the time I got there, he had already done the awards ceremony. So, to our sponsors, specifically Dubro and 412 Bait Company, I apologize because your prizes were in my truck, but I guarantee the next event um, in August. When we go do, I think it's the New River. Your prizes will be tagged, and you will see uh, posts on, on online. Um, the Mountain Mission tournament in July. All three clubs will be getting together. I hope you guys support that. I will be traveling to ICAST. I'm doing some work with Dubro fishing and paddle and fin, and some. little bit of time with Yak Gadget down at ICAST. Make sure you guys watch to see more info being put out from Paddle and Fin while we're down at ICAST we will have uh, a broadcast booth set up with the Dubro fishing booth and uh, I look forward to hearing from you guys and again on this topic West Virginia guys all of our sponsors jump in there and and, and comment on my page or on the Rusty Hook page. Tell me where we can go, what we can do, how can we do things better. What is it that we need to get our folks involved and get them back into the club scene and coming to our events? And that's the thing. You don't have to be a member of any of these clubs to come to an event. Most of them, they have a, a surcharge of $5. Instead of paying a $25 entry fee, you pay a $30 entry fee for a non-member. Come and socialize and, and see what these clubs are about. And old members, when you can make an event, please come. We want to see you. Anyway, appreciate y'all's time. John Rap. nothing but love for you. I hope uh, everybody stays safe when you get out on the water. Be blessed. Always wear your PFD and always let somebody know where you're fishing.